Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. there you are listening to flop culture a podcast where we mainly talk about flops but we also occasionally talk about bops hot goss and everything in between when it comes to pop culture i'm your host Fanula jones so happy to have you back hope you loved last week's episode on glitter with louise mcsharry if you did please don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast if you leave a five-star review on apple podcasts i will recommend you a little bop or flop at the end of an upcoming episode. All you have to do is leave your nickname within the review and I will get that to you via your ears. If you need more content, Flop Culture is on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Flop Culture, where you will get a minimum of two bonus episodes a month. You'll get Bop Culture, the series that's all about things that are great actually, and some other kind of more current or niche topics that I feel like I can't get into fully on the main feed. It's great. I love it over there. Come join us. We'd love to have you. But now... Back to the main event, are celebrity fragrances in their flop era? From my perspective, at one point in the early to mid-noughties, every celebrity had their own fragrance, sometimes even their own line. What started with Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamonds in 1991 soon opened the floodgates for celebrity scents. At this point in time, the celebrity landscape was noticeably shifting. Famous people were no longer seen just as famous people within their respective fields, They became aspirational, influential, and more importantly, trendsetters. This also brought along the earliest iteration of fan culture, which saw people wanting to emulate their faves right down to how they smelled. This was largely spearheaded by Paris Hilton in 2004 with the release of her first fragrance, Paris Hilton for Women. It quickly became one of the best-selling celebrity fragrances of all time and was the blueprint for many of today's celebrity beauty brands. But why fragrance at all? Why bother? 
The thing with celebrity fragrances was that they offered fans a unique way to connect with their beloved stars on a personal level. Through the choice of specific notes and accords, these fragrances purported to encapsulate the essence and emotions associated with these celebrities. Fans felt an emotional attachment to these scents as they allowed for an intimate connection to their idols. Moreover, these fragrances were often more accessible than other luxury perfumes, making it possible for a broader demographic to own a piece of the celebrity lifestyle. For example, Ariana Grande's Cloud Eau de Parfum costs €50 in comparison to Lancome's La Vie Belle, one of my favourites, which costs €104 for the same size. With fragrance, you were also not limited to a single genre or style. Celebrities from various backgrounds launched their own fragrances and were therefore able to cater to different tastes and preferences for their own often very diverse fan bases. You also didn't have to appear to be an expert or even a massive enthusiast to front one in comparison to, we'll say, a beauty brand of their own. The assumption is most people are into fragrance in some way, even if it's just simply wearing it. And while generally celebrity fragrances may not cost as much, for some celebrities, they make a pretty penny. Paris Hilton's Fragrance Empire has reportedly generated over $2.5 billion in sales. Jennifer Lopez's fragrance franchise isn't far behind that, with more than $2 billion in retail sales since its launch in 2002. That's according to WWD. Britney Spears is right behind them again, with $1.5 billion in total sales. And Ariana Grande, the aforementioned, her fragrance line has been incredibly successful since its establishment in 2015, garnering over $150 million in sales in its first year alone. The remarkable popularity of celebrity fragrances stands out as a testament to the influence that pop culture icons wielded over consumer behaviour. But why are many celebrities now choosing to wield that influence elsewhere? Why are we seeing less and less celebrities launching fragrances. Joining me to discuss this is writer and photographer Elizabeth Renstrom, also known as Base Note Bitch on social media. Enjoy! Elizabeth Renstrom, thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. I, I put on a celebrity perfume for this conversation, so I'm also very sweet. Oh, um, what are you wearing? I'm wearing M by Mariah Carey. I'm like listening to her audio book of her autobiography. So I felt like, why not celebrate? It's fitting. It fit the moment. Yeah. That's a book that I still haven't read. And I absolutely, oh. I must. I know, I know. Shame on me. Desperate. I, I'm just, I'm just getting around to it. So don't worry. I just highly recommend listening to the audio book because it's incredible. She reads it herself, doesn't yeah. she? She does. Okay, yeah, I need to get on that. That's atrocious that I haven't yet. Um, You mentioned there you're wearing celebrity perfume and people have guessed from the title that this podcast episode is all about celebrity perfumes and celebrity fragrances. It's an area that I'm particularly, particularly fascinated by within celebrity culture and you yourself because you've built this Instagram around, well, predominantly perfumes, not just celebrity perfumes. Can you tell listeners a little bit more about Base Note Bitch? Yeah, I mean, Base Note Bitch is a project that kind of started out of my wanting to make almost like shrines and little environments dedicated to nostalgic fragrances of my past. And I wanted it to be an exercise in like investigating and photographing the kinds of people that would wear those fragrances, like whether that's a 
Bath and Body Works fragrance or a celebrity perfume. I wanted to do some world building around these iconic fragrances because I feel like we have such deep memories attached to the fragrances that we wore growing up (laughs) and developing. So um, it was a project born out of that. And um, because it's on Instagram, I really like to engage with the fragrance community and discuss like what nostalgic fragrances uh, evoke the most memories for them. And that's, it's kind of been a rolling (laughs) submission based process where, yeah, I receive suggestions. I figure out, you know, what props would go with the fragrance, uh, that was suggested. And then I make still lifes and write kind of ridiculous captions. (laughs) The sets are so beautiful. I'll link your account below for everyone to go check them out. Because again, as you said, it's just this, to have this trine of nostalgia for particular fragrances, like some of them I wouldn't know, but then you see others and it's like, it takes you back to a moment. It's just, it's crazy. What's the response been like? It's been so fun. I mean, the fragrance community is a very passionate and intense community, (laughs) Um, but it's been, it's been so amazing. Like I had a feeling that um, people, I I mean, I really started it in a more regular way in the pandemic. And I feel like that was a time when people were really leaning on, I think like nostalgic content to feel better and also like remember different parts of their life before this apocalyptic time. So uh, the response picked up a lot from then. And it's just, it's so fun to kind of discuss like, you know, who you were when you were wearing this fragrance and like, what, what were you engaging with? Like what celebrities were you worshiping at the time? Um, It's been really fun and like kind of inspired other projects, but um, I, you know, it's an ongoing one for me because there's just so much fragrance out there (laughs) and it all means something to different people. So yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, Speaking of there being so many fragrances, uh, it was a, it was an area that celebrities kind of really jumped on at one point in particular in my mind. Like I'm thinking like kind of the mid to late noughties. And I suppose the reason why I wanted to talk about this for flap culture was I feel like it isn't as much of a thing to do for celebrities now with a few exceptions. There isn't really as much hype around launches as there was, I felt, when I was growing up. Um, So I'm wondering if Celebrity Fragrance is kind of in its flap era, hence why I called you in, the big guns. But before we even get to that, I suppose, what is like the true definition of a Celebrity Fragrance? I mean, I feel like more often than not, a celebrity fragrance is when a celebrity has signed a contract with a perfume house and they put their name on it <laughs> to promote the product. And then the scents are marketed and people either love it or they flop, as you said. Um, it's sort of, uh, I think, varying scales of how much the celebrity is involved in, like, again, like what notes will be in the perfume and what they want it to evoke story-wise, but it's, yeah, it's a mutual contract between a celebrity and a fragrance house (laughs) to put out this product with their name. Why do you think they became such a thing in terms of, like, merchandise, I suppose? Because you could argue it is just another extension of their own merch. It just feels like it was 
the thing to do again in the noughties. You have, like, you know, J-Lo has, like, tens of them. Britney had a really big moment with her launches. It seemed like everyone was kind of waiting on bated breath for Beyonce to eventually launch hers, which she did. But why, yeah. why perfume, I suppose, do you think? I think that perfume, uh, in many ways, is the most accessible product in terms of a, you know, part of a brand. Like, when you think about luxury houses like Chanel, the average, like, teenage girl is not going to go to the mall and drop, like, thousands of dollars on whatever, like, a pleated suit. But they do have enough money to go to the perfume counter and, you know, buy a bottle that's, you know, 25 to $50. And I think... That accessibility and price point is why so many celebrities saw it as like a lucrative way to like have something that their fans could um, buy and you know wear as an extension of their love of the celebrity. Um, so I think a bunch of celebrities had that aha moment, and it also like came to a head with our like consumption of celebrities at the time, um, and a lot of people made a lot of money. <laughs> I can't even think about it. Just off. Ugh, I can't. What a time. What a time. Who were the most successful celebrities, in your opinion, when it came to releasing, I suppose, releasing fragrances, like commercial success, being everywhere, like being recognised? And then, I suppose, from your perspective, as someone with a nose, what are the celebrity perfumes that yeah, you think I- were successful in actually smelling nice, being nice, being well-balanced, all that jazz? I think that the most successful celebrities who have made fragrance are the ones that actually now their perfume business has surpassed their other business. So when you think about somebody like Britney Spears, I think you could almost say at this point, like she's made more money off of her perfumes than she has her music career. And there are other factors involved with Britney Spears, obviously, Mm -hmm. but also like Elizabeth Taylor, like, I, Elizabeth Taylor, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, I think have all had massively <laughs> successful businesses in perfume. I wouldn't say that their perfumes are the most interesting in terms of celebrity fragrances. Love that I shade. That, I love a read. <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, well, there's, there's some iconic Britney, like variations, like flankers of Curious. But I think that when a celebrity is more involved in like the conceptual process of like notes and whatnot. Uh, I think that's when the fragrances are just more interesting and like not just a fruity floral. So I think a good example um, is somebody like Ariana Grande, Um, her fragrance. I mean, she's a huge pop star, but her fragrances are also really interesting. And I think they're going to have longevity outside of like her pop stardom because they're really interesting, good fragrances. Like cloud has become a cult classic for a reason, you know, because it's not just a fruity floral. It's a really sugar spun gourmand with like an interesting note of marshmallow. Um, whereas I think you could probably associate a lot of celebrity fragrances with like that classic shampoo kind of fruity floral, as I said. Um, mm. So yeah, there's like two different sides of it. I, like there, I, and I think people are always trying to covet the celebrity fragrance that's actually good. You know, um, the one that's interesting and kind of aligns with um, niche perfumery. Uh, and 
I, there are some that I think fall within that category, but for the most part, <laughs> I would say it's a lot of the same stuff. I'll never forget. It was at my, it was a friend of mine growing up. Gosh, curious. I never got, she got it as a Christmas present, whatever. And I remember being just obsessed with the bottle because it has that old fashioned oh, yeah. kind of sponge pump, like glamour. But I remember smelling curious and being like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate oh, this. Yeah. And then I remember getting fantasy, which is the second. Uh-huh. And there are obviously there are various iterations. I think she's like midnight fantasy as well, but the original fantasy was like a pink bottle with like green kind of dots on it. Yeah. Um, and I got that off an ex-boyfriend and I actually loved it. But then I ended up smashing the bottle, which was potentially a sign of the way the relationship was going to go. Who knows? But there you go. Uh, cloud oh, is God. not one that I've smelt, but I'm obsessed with the design of it. Like, I, I really, I just really like unique bottle designs. I'm a sucker for that. Oh, yeah. And I think Ariana has, like, she consistently makes really interesting bottles. Cloud it reminds me of like some, you know, like the Marc Jacobs daisies, like where you have like this huge like silicon part of the bottle that, you know, is just sort of decoration, which I love. Um, but yeah, I mean, Fantasy by Britney Spears, it, I, I always really enjoyed. And Midnight Fantasy is one of those cult celebrity fragrances because it's a little more, you know, a little more interesting, has I think like a chocolate note. So people really love that one. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, when you were growing up, besides the Britney Spears, were you engaged with or did you have any other celebrity fragrances or even like a celebrity that you were obsessed with that you like wanted to have an extension of them? I, I, I didn't. I remember my sister had one of the JLo ones, one of the Jennifer Lopez ones, yeah. the one with the, I think it has a long skinny neck of a bottle and it's all, it's like the bottle is wearing a necklace. I can't remember what that's yeah, called. I can't even remember what it smells like. Is that a good one? Yeah, Glow. Yeah, it's really... I love that one. It's another pretty unique in terms of, like, not being a fruity floral. I feel like that's more of, like, a beachy fragrance. Um, but I was, like, a total, you know, pop-punk scene kid. So I was rejecting, like, the kinds of celebrities that were being worshipped at the time. But I was definitely buying, like, Avril Lavigne's fragrance. <laughs> And things like that. Um, But everybody had one, so it was pretty easy. Even if you weren't, like, into pop stars, you could still Mm. find a fragrance from somebody you loved that was popular at the time, so... I was going to say, if Pete Wentz had released a perfume, I would have been like, yeah, 40 bottles, please. Thank you. I swear you should double-check, because... You very well may have. You never know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many sneaky ones that I yeah, feel like people very don't true. know. About. So yeah. true. Um, any prominent flops in your mind in terms of celebrity fragrances, like ones that you've smelled that are like, it's not even that they're just forgettable, they're like actively bad, or anything, you know, bottle design, marketing, anything that stands out to you that kind of makes you, sets your teeth on edge? Um. Oh my gosh. I feel like... Unfortunately, a lot of the flops I'm seeing in celebrity fragrances are like present day. And I know we'll get to this, but I feel like the market isn't as much there. And I don't even want to speak this out into the world, but I do think that Rihanna's perfume, the one that she put out like in the past years, it's a really interesting fragrance. But to me, that was kind of one of her products that was a flop. Mm. Um, 
No, I think that's I fair because I remember there was a lot, like a lot of chatter on launch. I haven't smelt it, I will say. I'll hold my hand up there. A lot of chatter on launch. Looked like a very nice bottle, like very in the Fenty family, like glamour, kind of luxury, whatever. I have not heard peep about it since to the point where when you brought it up, I was like, oh, I forgot she launched that. Like that went crickets. And she's so successful in her other endeavours that it's like, surely that's an automatic success. But maybe, maybe not so. I know, and that makes me a little nervous for, like, the Beyonce one that's about to come out because I, I feel like we're not consuming celebrities in quite the same way, so I feel like their products aren't always hitting in the same way. And I'm curious, like, I actually, I'm not sure how well, like, somebody like Billie Eilish's fragrance did, um, but I wonder if, like, it was the same effect where it's, like, you think it's going to be this major success in the same way as the early aughts, but was the market there for that product? I'm not sure. Um, Mm. But I think, like, I'm trying to remember from the time, like, major flops. I know, like, Jay-Z was in a pretty big lawsuit for a fragrance that didn't do well. Um, I feel like Pitbull had a fragrance (laughs) at the time, like, in the early aughts. Yeah, I feel like there are so many celebrities that we, like, you know, don't think about often that we're all trying to, like, jump on this train and maybe mm. it didn't have like, the staying power as as somebody like Paris Hilton, who has, like, honestly consistently put out new fragrances, like, since her first one in, I, I want to say, it probably, I should know this, but I feel like probably 2005 or two, mm. whenever she was, like, starting to like gain popularity from simple life um but yeah there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you remember any controversy around the Lady Gaga perfume around something to do with ingredients? It's like the fame perfume that she put out. I remember there was some... Because it was like a black, it was like a black perfume, but then when it was airborne, it like, it was black in the bottle, but then when it was airborne, it wasn't black. But I think there was also, I think she'd said jokingly or something that there was like semen in it or something, or like sweat. She'd literally put her own sweat into it. And obviously that was like fully a marketing line. Her sweat definitely isn't in it. But I remember just the controversy around it because she was such a lightning bolt for controversy in some ways. I use the word controversy lightly, but it was just that people didn't know how to... People, yeah, you know, like people are looking at Lady Gaga, all the normies being like, what the fuck is this lady with the meat dress? This is crazy. Um, but I... 
I can't remember what that perfume smells like off the top of my head, but I remember that was one where it was like very buzzy, very controversial, and then it came out. Kind of can't remember anything about it. Can you? Uh, it definitely got me. Like all that marketing got me. I remember her saying like it was supposed to smell like blood and cum. That and was I- it. Sorry, not that there was literal cum in it, but that it was supposed to smell like blood and cum. Classic. Exactly what you want a perfume to smell like, I would argue. Oh my God. There's another perfume that I should send you a sample of that actually literally does smell like blood and cum. <laughs> Anywho, it's called, it's called Secretions Magnifique, but, um, oh, yeah, like, my God. Yeah. She marketed the fragrance that way. And I don't know, like if initially in like early modifications of the perfume, if it ever did smell like our bodily juices, but the fragrance itself now, like it's pretty, you know, it's pretty tame. <laughs> Like, it's not, it doesn't smell like that at all. And it does not stain, I, I have a bottle and it does not stain my shirts. It is, like, that. that is, like, the kind of interesting thing about it. But you're right, like, it, I think it launched to that controversy and I don't know how many people bought it. it. I feel like it was definitely a little too experimental for <laughs> the masses. Mm. And, uh And I think, like, that's a trend in, like, why celebrity perfumes also tend to have, like, sort of the same notes and compositions is, like, they want it to be appealing for their very wide audience, too. So whenever somebody veers away from that, it's it's a really big risk. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it can be rewarded. (laughs) Um, For sure. For sure. I think for me, just in terms of not knowing anything about it and not being an expert at all, but just from kind of viewing popular culture, for me, I feel like celebrity fragrance peaked around the time Beyonce launched her initial perfumes, which were, I think it was Heat, and then there was a few offshoots of Heat. I don't think she did a separate one. I'm open to correction on that. But I remember there was like buzz like no other, like TV advertising. It was being covered everywhere. It was just this real moment in celebrity, real moment in celebrity culture. Is that when you think celebrity perfume culture peaked? Or do you reckon it was another point in time? And also, what do you think of Beyonce Heat? Is it a nice fragrance? Oh, yeah, I love Heat. And that's why I'm also kind of excited for her latest, because I feel like she's one of the celebrities that put out more unique (laughs) fragrances. Uh, And I feel like she obviously has such a hand in everything that she does that I am curious, like, uh, how this one will stand out. I mean, obviously the price point is way higher than what we would expect to buy in the early aughts. Like heat back then was, I want to say like probably around like, I don't know, 25 to $35 for the bottle. And now obviously like the prices have gone up, but I think that's like another marketing technique, like the exclusivity and like, expecting a certain amount of quality if it's going to be at that price point. But yeah, I'm curious, like what of her fans will be buying it? Um, but to answer your question, yes, I definitely think like 2012, like around that time was sort of like us rolling off of our consumption of celebrities in that way. And also like just shifting our tastes around fragrance in general. I think that fragrance trends are kind of cyclical. Um, I feel like what celebrities were putting out at the time, like, again, like that fruity floral composition was really popular. But then as we entered like the mid aughts, everything was more about, 
um, I think your, your smell, but better and like gender neutral fragrances. And I feel like celebrity fragrances are often super (laughs) gendered. Uh, so I think we had a a rejection (laughs) of that and, uh, kind of moved more towards, uh, more subtle skin scents uh, as lots of people like to call them. And now I feel like we're coming back around again. People are liking louder, more bombastic fragrances. And I feel like because of that, maybe celebrity fragrances will be having a resurgence. We shall see. We shall see. I could see someone like, in terms of like genuine like disrupt, disruptors or people that there would actually be a conversation around. I'd be looking at someone like Olivia Rodrigo, especially because her aesthetic is so kind of weighted in you know like sour there's an immediate thing of like okay you can jump a fragrance off that you know what I mean like oh yeah 100 percent. I really and I think like her fragrance if she chooses to like put the thought and care into it I think it could be like massively successful and I think she would probably go the way of accessibility because she knows like her audience is pretty young uh whereas I feel like People like Kim Kardashian are in general trying to like elevate like how they're perceived in like the beauty world. So I know that Kim Kardashian will obviously be doing fragrance again, but it's going to be probably in the same vein as like her new skincare line where it's going to be really expensive. (laughs) Um, Whereas like her old KKW fragrances were really successful, but they were super, super cheap. Um, and really collectible. So I think Olivia Rodrigo will be kind of the opposite of like where the Kim Kardashians and Beyonce's are going. And I feel like if she was to put it out, it would be cute and like not cheap, but like a price point that's under a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just for the, the new Beyonce fragrances going on sale for $160, which is, crazy now there's something about like you get a gift or whatever with it when you buy it but it's just a nuts amount of money for for a perfume now the press release says it's crafted by her she went to france and you sorted the bees assumingly that's with the that's what she's putting out there anyway um but yeah it would be interesting to see you've got these gourmand top notes of clementine and golden honey obviously referencing like queen bee and the beehive and then we have heart notes of uh rose absolute jasmine sam oh my god i'm saying all of these wrong and the base notes are rich and sultry with namibian myrrh and golden amber Reading those oh, words, I'm like, they sound nice, but I have no idea what they smell like. Oh my, I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be like a nice, sweet, floral fragrance. Maybe she'll have like a little bee corpse that she sends with each bottle. Who can say? <laughs> um, the whole world is like, save the bees. Beyonce's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. I, I, I take that back from the universe. Um but she'll do something very stunty, I am sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, uh, what, what is your, I mean, as somebody who consumes a lot of fragrance and is, you know, adds to their personal collection a lot, my, like, marker for how much I would spend on a fragrance is probably different from, like, the average, you know, consumer. I'm curious, like, how much would you on a fragrance are you like looking more at like the older celebrity price point <laughs> does 160 seem absolutely bonkers 
It, it kind of does. I'm going to be honest. I've gotten a lot more into fragrance in the last like two years. So if it was a perfume that I knew I loved, like I'll spend a yeah. hundred on it. But a new, like a fragrance that I don't, and I know obviously you can get testers and stuff, but like you don't really know how it's going to wear or like how long it's going to last. I would, I'd struggle with a hundred, like anything over a hundred. I'm like, it just, and then you wonder how much of that is because especially with this Beyonce example, the, again, the press release or the announcement says that it's encased in art or whatever. So there's an element of like, okay, how much of my hard earned dollar bills are going into literally just the bottle design as opposed to the actual, what I should be paying for, which is the liquid inside the bottle, the fragrance, you know what I mean? And again, this is coming from someone who likes a bottle design, but when it comes to spending my money, I'm like, ultimately what matters is how it, it smells and how it wears on me, you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, your money is 100% going towards the bottle design. Like, that right. is... Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. Like, yeah, that's, like, the most expensive part of, yeah, most fragrances, so... The joys. But we'll see. The joys. Yeah, we shall see when it comes out. I'll, um, I might do a little smell test for the Flap Culture socials. I might get you back and we can chat about it. Um, oh, my but God. But then in terms of yeah. other... You're more than welcome. Absolutely more than welcome. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to send you a sample pack. I will. <laughs> oh, that's so kind. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm going to be the nicest smelling girl in Ireland. I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> I did just want to ask you as well about any other kind of maybe recent celebrity launches that might have passed us by because we're not paying as much attention to the world of celebrity fragrance and celebrity perfume. Um, ones that you think maybe we should check out that are maybe flying under the radar a little bit, if you have any? Oh, yeah. I would say, well, in terms of more recently, I think a lot of people don't know that um, Michelle Pfeiffer does the Henry Rose collection. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Um, And now, oh, God, I don't want to plug for Sephora, but now her line is available at Sephora. So if you want to smell Michelle Pfeiffer's perfume line, it's called Henry Rose. Um, Tyler, the creator, put out a really good fragrance called French Waltz uh, okay. that I was really surprised by. Did you hear about that? No, not at all. All right. It's a, it's a really nice, like, summer fragrance. Uh, and my third one I can't vouch for, but I've heard really good things about, is Haley Kiyoko's fragrance called Hue. Um, and I feel like, yeah, she's an example of, like, yeah, her audience is pretty you know, dedicated. And I think it, the, the fragrance did well for her. Um, but she has like more of a focused micro audience, um, but still a celebrity. Uh, but my, one of my favorite celebrity fragrances of all time is stash by Sarah Jessica Parker. It's such an interesting one. And that's kind of like cult status. Um, is in that, terms of, is the, uh, is the TV ad for that, like around something being robbed or her going to jail? Am I making that up? Oh my God. I don't know, but I'm going to have to look it up. Perfume, celebrity perfume commercials are like crazy. They're, they're absolutely insane. I remember all the Hillary Duff ones growing up. Oh my God. Like, yes. Oh my God. Throwback. Yeah. Also she, I mean, that was pretty good too. They're very expensive on eBay now, all the Hillary Duff ones. Yeah, so. they've become like a real collector's item. What is it? Is it just that it's her or is it, but they actually smell good as well, a combination of both? It's that they actually smell good, Okay, I think. There's like, she must have used like 
an unusual note for the time, like sandalwood or something. <laughs> and everyone lost their um, minds. They were like, oh my God, this is so different. Crazy. Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> um, but yeah, those, those three would be like my current wrecks. If you haven't smelled them yet, they exist and they're technically celebrity fragrances. So yeah. Okay. I'm going to go investigate them. So there was one fragrance that I was obsessed with as a teenager. I think I got it as a gift, actually, uh, from an ex-boyfriend. Shout out to him, I will say, because obsessed. It was called So Hooked on Carmela. It was by Benefit. So they had a range of, I think they were all named after different women, as far as I was aware. Little gold bottles, kind of coloury backgrounds. The Carmela one, I'm just Googling it here, I'm looking it up. Amber floral fragrance, but I just remember it being the sweetest, like vanilla, cooked sugar, that kind of vibe. Like I I just permanently want to smell like a little treat, to be honest. And this this delivered. And I miss it every day. Oh, I love it. So you're a gourmand girly? If you are if that's what that means, then I then I am, I guess. I love that. I'll take that. Do you still gravitate? Do you still gravitate towards um, well, sweeter fragrances with like notes like that, like edible notes? Yeah, definitely sweeter fragrances. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's in your current rotation? Oh, okay. I love uh, Lancome, the Edal one, mm-hmm. the really the skinny yep. bottle. Uh, what else am I using at the minute? The Maison. Marge, what are they called? And they're like clear bottles. Maison Margella. Yeah. The one Marge. of them, I cannot actually remember what the name is because I was very lucky to be sent it. Um, and then I have the Angel, but it's not the blue one, it's the pink one. Because oh, my okay. mom loves so the blue one and I don't love the blue one. And then I got the pink one, I was like, oh, this is everything. This is everything. That's Mugler, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mugler is like, I mean, Talk about like a fashion house that also was so groundbreaking in terms of fragrance. Um, Mugler really put gourmands on the map with Angel because it's, you know, such a unique, unique fragrance. Um, and it has like that almost overly sickly sweet quality. Uh, but it's so it's a masterpiece. Um, I don't wear it myself, too, because I, it's very strong on me, but I love it. Your mom has good taste. She does. (laughs) And it's all she ever asks for, for birthdays or Mother's Day presents. So it makes our job as children very, very, very easy. Um, Elizabeth, I could talk to you all day. This has been fascinating. And I'll definitely have to have you back when, maybe when the new Beyonce one comes out and we can do a, we can do a full deep dive. Uh, But if anyone is looking to hear a bit more about your work, look at your work, where can people find you? And I'll leave all the links below as well. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram um, at basenote <laughs> underscore bitch. And uh, that's where you'll find the photos and reviews. Um, but I also have a website that is just a different kind of viewing experience where I recite the reviews out loud in a very high-pitched tone. <laughs> um, it's a performance art piece, you know. I love that. Uh, and then, if you, yeah, if you want to check out my regular work, it's just my name, Elizabeth Renstrom. Um, but yeah, I hope I find some new perfume heads in Ireland. 
Yes, I'm sure they're lurking. They're lo- they've been looking yeah. for this, and I'm happy to bring you all uh, together. Uh, as as happy as I was to find your account, and yeah, what a pleasure to speak to you today, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture. Thank you. I'm such a fan, um, and I hope that you investigate more celebrity perfumes. A huge thank you to Elizabeth for joining me for this episode. I'll leave all her links below. There's been a couple of other launches since myself and Elizabeth last spoke. Sabrina Carpenter just launched her second fragrance. I didn't even know she had a first one, but there you go. Uh, Sweet Tooth, this is in collaboration with Scent Beauty, who also do Dolly Parton's perfume. Did not know she had a perfume. There you go. Sweet Tooth is described as pure confectionery joy, featuring candied ginger and chocolate marshmallow, which envelope a milky vanilla centre on a bed of Chantilly cream. I just want to eat that. Oh my God. A scent so delicious, mouthful water, just sweet enough to feel a bit naughty. And the packaging looks like a chocolate bar. Good for her. Love it. I do kind of want to get a smell of that based off how much I love the old benefit one, the Carmella one, R.I.P., Did you love it? Are there any celebrity fragrances or just fragrances in general maybe that you're mourning? Please get in touch, helloflapculture at gmail.com. I'd be very interested to hear. That is all from Flap Culture Towers this week. I'll be back from holidays next week, so we will be back then with Top of the Flaps. Never fear. My name is Fanula Jones. This has been Flap Culture. Please follow us on social media. It's at flapculture underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. We'd love to have you over there if you are willing and able I will see you all next week and I'll be suitably sunned and in my bop era, fingers crossed. Until then, bye guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.